0: Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. Well, people, it's Black History Month, and I thought it would be fitting to invite one of my favorite people to come on the show. He's a unique individual, and I think his story is inspirational for African-Americans, all people, actually. He has a perfect credit score. That's right, 850. I have actually named him Mr. 850, Derek, in the world we are living in, we do not put enough effort in celebrating people that are doing great things that may not result in celebrity status. What we're celebrating today is an exceptional thing amongst all people. So why not use Black History Month to celebrate something that a black man is doing that I think is fantastic, and the premise of our show, Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We're celebrating my good friend, the self-proclaimed, entitled Mr. A. 50, Derek, Mr. Perfect Credit Score. What do you think?
2: Sean, I totally agree. I'm so excited today because we've got a man who's sitting where I was sitting not too long ago. We've got another guy with not just good credit, But a black guy with excellent credit in the building
1: Exactly, so you know what For today and today only, we're renaming this show It's not two black guys with good credit It's three black guys with good credit today That's today's show So lock it in people, stay tuned Matt, take us to commercial We have a great show today Three black guys with good credit But we'll be right back Thank you Sean This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program
3: designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit
1: www.financiallyclean.com. Welcome back to two black guys with good credit. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Welcome to three black guys today with good credit. Hey, now. And, And here we have my good friend Jeffrey Whaley a.k.a. Mr. 850 on our show. I'm so excited to have him. Welcome to the show, Mr. 850. Well, thank you, Sean, for inviting me. I
3: really, really appreciate it. I'm a longtime listener to your show. Good guys, good
1: black, to black. You don't even know the name? You've been listening you don't know the name? What's <laughs> the two black. Guys? <laughs> I'm a little nervous. But go
3: ahead. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Well, thank you for coming on. It's, a, it's our pleasure to have you. Um, as you know how we do it every show, we have the lovely Dion lead off with the cold, hard facts and stats. So, Dion, what do you have on this whole 850 credit score, just credit score in general? What do you have for us today?
4: Well, I'm going to give you a little history. That's what we do, as you know.
1: Histoire. And
4: l'histoire. Uh, Sean dropping the French today. It must be because we have a special guest. <laughs> Anyways, with regards to the history of credit... Believe it or not, for most of the modern economy, there was no such thing as credit score. It wasn't until about the 1950s. That's not that long ago. So before that, really and truly, you went into a bank, and it was someone behind the counter that determined your fate, which, as you can see, was not a really accurate way of determining uh, credit. Um, really based on individual judgments. So that's when uh, Bill Fair and Mr. Earl Isaac um, came in, came onto the scene. And these two uh, stat- statisticians uh, made a number of correlations between uh, which behaviors made a person a good credit risk or not.
1: Hence the Fair Isaac credit score. That's where it comes yes, from. Yes,
4: Sean. You catch on quick.
1: No. No, Fair Isaac. They created it.
4: Yeah. To. And then take it further, that's, that's FICA. So, um, for the most part, uh, those predictions were accurate. Uh, but it wasn't really till the 1970s that credit scores really became as important in lending as they are now. So, the modern iteration of the FICO score, uh, based on credit files from the three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, Really, was introduced in 1989.
1: Well, Mr. 850, once again, it's great to have you on our show. Um, I just wanted to give, give the listeners a little background about, you know, how you became the third black guy with good credit today and, you know, how, you, how we connected. Well,
3: I've, as a long-time listener, I would walk my dog, listen to your show. I listened to an assortment of podcasts but found yours to be the most interesting. And as I listened, I learned a lot. And I found that you were in Brooklyn and doing classes at one of the high schools with your other company, your nonprofit, um, How to Live Financially Clean. You can say it
0: financially clean.
3: Yes. He was doing his thing with Financially Clean. I sent him an email with a small bio of who I was and um, how I grew up in East New York, where he was at. And you guys invited me up to tell my story. And that's how we got together.
1: Wow. It's amazing. See, for all you listeners, we do respond to your email and we do take you up on it, and you're right, Mr. 850 and corrected, connected, and the energy's been great ever since.
4: Yeah, it's been awesome having you on the front lines with us, um, Mr. 850.
1: Oh, I enjoyed it immensely. I see the good that you guys have done,
3: and the many, many things you've accomplished by changing people's attitudes when it comes to credit.
2: So that, that's good, that's good, but just one, one second here, one second here. We know Sean loves nicknames, right? So before we don Jeff, Mr. 850, please, Jeff, tell us, is that really your credit score across all three bureaus?
3: No, it's not my score across all three. It's my score on the um, base nine and base eight
1: Explain that of the, to the FICO. Listeners.
3: Now, FICO has several different ranges where they do algorithms on their different um, base scores. So they can have a base four, base five, which may f- focus more on mortgages or maybe car loans, Some may focus on when you do an equity line of credit. Some may just focus on consumers who just go out and buy the uh, average things that they need for their home. So the base eight and the base nine are probably the most lenient and they help consumers get a higher score so they can actually be able to obtain more things as they go forward. So what is your score typically on Equifax? and? Well, you have different scores with different algorithms. The FICO score itself... Is done with the Experian, and what's your score there? It's eight forty-two and eight fifty on the base nine. Okay, and then so that's Equifax. It's eight forty-two or eight
1: fifty. Experian,
3: right. it's what? It's around eight thirty, and then it drops down to eight twenty-six on the uh, TransUnion. And TransUnion, so in TransUnion
1: is eight twenty-six.
3: Right. So TransUnion and, and Equifax, they don't use the same algorithm as Experian does. And experience is—they have the
1: exclusive for the FICO score. So, have you ever scored 850 on all three? No. So, you've scored 850 on one of the three. Right. And do you think it's? Do you think anybody can score 850 on all three?
3: Uh, it depends how soon they start doing the things that it takes to keep their credit perfect, in terms of paying on time, in terms of generating the long history, having the proper mix, and along with also um, keeping their their credit in a in a in a small sweet spot where they pay off just about everything and sometimes just leave a little bit there. I'm talking maybe ten to twenty dollars on their score every now and then, which for whatever reason the way their algorithm
1: works will cause their score to go higher. So you're playing the eight fifty game. I
3: played the game, I never I never intended to play the game until I realized I was so close and I started to look at everything I did and scrutinize everything I did. And um, I looked and I saw that the score I had reached it through the Experian website under uh, American Express when I ran my, my free score.
1: And you got the 850. Hit the buzzer.
3: I hit the 850 and I was elated. Bam!
1: And that's why we called you Mr. <laughs> 850. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. So, so we've, we've got a lot of questions then lined up for you. That, that's good, though. I just wanted to make sure you were legit.
3: I would say to anyone out there that, you know, if you're in your 20s, or in your 30s, you're in a sweet spot. Just continue to pay your bills. Look for your, your, your business to grow as you go out to find your brand and, and brand yourself. But keep in mind, you can't go out and bite off more than you can chew and mess up your credit because it becomes
1: an expense along with that. Okay, let's, let's go back a little. I know you grew up in Brooklyn, East New York, what they call the pink houses, and don't be don't be thinking that name's a light name because yeah. when I, first, when I shout first out to, to all the York, people in pink houses, uh, exactly when I first moved to New York, I was like, hey, yeah, you, unless you know somebody, you ain't trying to go in the pink houses, all right? So don't laugh when anybody tell you they're from the pink houses. You may not wind up, you may not finish that laugh. Okay, so. Growing up in government housing, how did you saw your family use credit? And generally the people around in your neighborhood, how were they using credit back in the day?
3: Well, like many people, the uh, only credit you had was to have the layaway credit. Um, you had yeah, the relationship had with, the, with the guy at the store, and he would give you a credit line as you bought things. Um, and, and many times you, your, your lifestyle was up and down. So one minute you were making it, the next minute you were back on public assistance. So that was the lifestyle that I grew up under. And my vision of myself from seeing that was to educate myself and to obtain as much security as possible. Um, But my family did a great job with raising me with values and, and morals and boundaries that enabled me to go forward and appreciate that education was the way.
1: Well, was anybody talking like FICO scores, credit scores?
3: No one was talking FICO. Finance was helter-skelter. You just pretty much watched what other family members were doing,
1: and if they were going the wrong way, you would end up going the wrong way as well. It was like that with me growing up with the projects too. Nobody was talking FICO score. My mom had stuff on layaway as well, and was just... We just we just lived off layaway. I agree with you. Same thing.
2: <laughs> so, so where did you get that information from, then, Jeff? Where, if if you were well, getting as that from your immediate family, where'd you get that from?
1: Well,
3: you know, as a person that that you know you, you you stumble on information or you you listen. Sometimes you listen to the radio. Sometimes you have friends that may have an idea, and they bring you into a realm where people are doing things positive. And they, I got into a realm where I was with some young black men who were doing some multi-level marketing businesses. And I saw what they were doing. I wanted to be a part of it. And then, when I got involved, I didn't really make any money. But one thing I did take away from it was reading and changing the way I, I looked at life for, from a business standpoint. And I read a book called um, How to Think Like a Tycoon for Real Estate. And then I read another book called Financial Self-Defense by Charles J. Givens that changed my whole financial outlook on credit. And how's that? It taught me that if my if I had a credit card, which I didn't know this before, that if I'm using a high score, I can look around and get a lower interest rate by just applying. So, it said, why spend money with interest at a higher rate when you can get one with no interest, low interest or no interest at for a length of time and all you have to do is apply for it
2: see now now you're now you're in my reign right there like i love the credit card angle and you know we said sean loves to give out nicknames so that's why he donned me the credit king and i grew my credit from travel hacking right that was that was the main goal for me and having a high credit score was a side benefit right and you just alluded to the credit card so with that did you have a motivation to get a high credit score was there was there anything that actually motivated you to go that route?
3: I didn't have a motivation to have a high score I had a motivation to get a, to get a score high enough to get a loan and I understood that if I could get a score that was in the sevens, I wouldn't have that much of a problem applying for my first mortgage and that was my goal at first and going forward I just was very animate. Along with marrying a woman who was even more adamant about paying things on time. So we were a team and we worked together. And that way we were able to take
2: control of our own destiny as we move forward. There's always
4: a good woman behind, you know, a good man. (laughs) Call that
2: two-player mode right there when you're working with a partner to get your credit right. We call that two-player mode. (laughs)
4: Love it.
1: So... So, to date, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever had bad credit, but what, are the, what do you see, like, overall as the advantage of having good credit? Because, you know, people not really, you know, sometimes don't understand. Like, give us a couple examples of what you think were the advantages of having good credit.
3: Well, the advantages were I'm able to buy things. Um, and when I, when I bought, bought things on um, with my credit card, I tried to have credit cards that didn't charge credit for that year. And I would put all, no interest for that year, and I would put all my high um, items on that card and make sure I paid them off within those 12 months. And I'm not talking about uh, vehicles. I'm talking about maybe some furniture, some stereo equipment if I wanted to buy that, and I would make sure all these items were paid off within that year. My first computer, I put on a credit card that had no interest for one year, and I paid that off um, before that year was off. Out and that was taking one of the-
2: advantage of credit cards. Taking advantage of credit
3: cards. Exactly, Derek. One of the, as we all know, the free money is there, um, and you, it gives you time to focus on other things. So that really helped me be in, in the driver's seat when it came to utilizing credit.
4: Well, I love all this, and just to really put things into perspective, um, only one point five percent of uh, scoreable U.S. consumers. Ever earn an 850, and that was a stat as of uh, just just past April.
1: Bang, bang, Mr. 850 only. Did you hear that 1.5 percent? Let's just really break down that number. 1.5 percent of a scoreable. So that means 1.5 percent of all Americans with a credit score have an 850. Now let's even go deeper with that. How many percent of that is Black men? Hell, you're part oh, of no, that's no, why I you are a lot. <laughs> that's why you are black history, my brother. You are history. Congratulations. It's so good to have you and just be able to highlight your accomplishment. It's huge. I mean, we celebrate so many. We celebrate a guy that scores 71 points in a basketball game and he's highlighted all over TV. We should be celebrating a man, a black man from the project toes that scored 850, which is 1.5% of the U.S. population. Kudos to you, strong J, Stranger, J, J, my brother.
3: Well, you know, I, I want to just emphasize to all those young men out there who may feel they're the least, the last, the lost or the left behind that, you know, that gap you think you see, it's all in your head. You have to learn to just look at what you want to do, have the passion to stick to it. And then you have to really, really stick to paying what you go after on time.
1: I always say, as the truth, my brother preached, I always like to quote Bob Marley. Bob Marley said... If a man wants to drink tea, he will drink tea. Everything is controlled in the mind. So if you put your mind, your energy there, all can be accomplished and done. And I've been to Mr. 850's crib. He's living large, people. (laughs) I I want (laughs) to emphasize
3: one thing about Derek, Sean. I've listened to the conversations on the show with Derek. And Derek, you know what? I'm following your path with utilization for travel. We (laughs) get into that. We're
2: gonna get into that, but thank you. Thank you. So, so let's take a step back for a minute. Um, the, the three of us, we, we were talking about paying your bills on time, right? We were talking about leveraging credit and things like that. A lot of people seem to have this belief that a perfect, perfect credit score is out of reach, whether that's because of discipline or trained habits or whatever. M- Mr. A50, what do you think about that? What would you say to those people?
3: Well, I would say that if they're in their 20s uh, and they have their first card, I would tell them to try to get another another card. And um, just make sure that they use those cards to develop their history. And as they go forward, make sure that they're constantly paying it on time and then add another card. Then the following year, maybe, um, you know, you get a a Discover card or even a Chase card or like, you know, many times you you preach to get cards that add value. Don't just get the big card. You want a, a card that's adding value through a plan that you're gonna utilize for good credit. And this doesn't come over time. This is, You have to have the, the time in terms of about seven years, or maybe longer, before you have the right mix of credit. And that means to have a car loan, um, a home equity, um, uh, even if you're fortunate enough to pay off your student loan, uh, and you'll have a mortgage. That shows responsibility. If you're married, that also helps to show stability. So they look at all of these things within their algorithm.
2: It's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. Absolutely, Derek. And
4: just to add to what you were saying, Mr. 850, um, NerdWallet had a, a, had a top five um, strategies uh, for achieving a, a perfect credit score. Uh, the number one um, strategy they did mention was credit mix, like you said, uh, showing that you can handle various types of debt. Uh, And that actually counts towards 10% of your score, if we're going to bring in the numbers. Uh, Number two is the length of credit. So as you said, the the long credit history, that accounts for 15% of your score. Um, Recent inquiries. So if you're not actively seeking to use other people's money, uh, that demonstrates that you're a lower credit risk. Uh, So that's about 10% of your score. And then number four is revolving utilization. So the amount of debt that you owe, actually, that determines 30% of your score. So that's a big chunk. And then to round out uh, number five, uh, this is the big dog, uh, missed payments. So we've we've said it time and time again, your payment history, paying your bills on time, that accounts for a whopping 35% of your score.
3: Absolutely, something I always encourage people Never miss payments
2: So the interesting thing about this is I've, I've always viewed credit as, a, as an adulting thing A piece of adulting, right? And I could say that one of my best credit moments Is when I leveraged that for lounge access along with travel And one, one such time was when I went to a lounge With my girlfriend at the time, she's my wife now Went to a lounge and the lady was looking at me And she said, oh well, only people with this type of car can get in Yes, I have it. Well, it's a platinum card. Yes, I have it. Here you go. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Poe. I'm sorry. Would you like to come in? What can I get you with beverages? So when they start calling me Mr., that's how I know like that was a good credit moment for me. That was, you know, checking the box. Just, you know, got to call me Mr. Poe. So, so Mr. 850, what's a good credit moment for you? What's what's something where, you know, your your credit really showed that
1: you arrived.
3: Well, actually it was um just convincing the wife to go to one of the lounges at the airport.
1: Hey, uh, my man.
3: <laughs> we were uh, stuck in the airport and uh, she was like, oh, why are we going somewhere? I said, because it's more comfortable for us to be in the lounge and you don't have to spend all this money on this crazy prices here in the airport. I took her to the lounge Uh, My son was like, how much are the drinks? And I'm like, they're free, son. They're on me. Don't worry about it. My man. (laughs) Everyone was very impressed. And uh, it really showed my wife, as well as my son, the power of utilizing cards that add value for when you travel.
1: Well, it's opposite with my kids because... Since my kids have been born, we've been going in the lounges, and that's all they know. So when they have to sit in the regular area, they're like, Dad, where are we? Like, Can we go back to the lounge The I start <laughs> leaving for another 15 minutes? So I play uh-huh. the opposite with them. I need to starve them a little, let them see what it's like not having the lounge, because that's how they know to travel by going in the lounge. <laughs> uh,
3: another moment where good credit really came in handy was, um, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that drives the car till the wheels come off. so. <laughs> We were coming back from a, a um, property upstate we own, and the wheels were about to come off. So literally, I informed the wife to call a dealership or get one on the phone find wow. map. And she says, well, why do you need that? I, I did what every man is supposed to do. I looked at her and I said, I'm buying you a car.
1: uh, well well, you just made 90 percent of all men feel like not men right now thank you
3: i took her to the dealership (laughs) she saw a Prius she liked i says okay honey sit down let me wheel and deal with these people and let's see what we can do and when we were finally in the car driving home she turned she says how much money did you give these people i says i didn't give them a dime she said what's the interest rate i said the interest rate is zero so she was really impressed that we were able to drive into a dealership with a beat up car and a walk out with a car without spending a dime and not paying any interest.
4: Nice. Mr. 850. Nice. And just so, just so people know what it... And another thing in terms of what it takes to get there, we had touched on it a little bit earlier, but on average... Consumers with a FICO score of 850 have to have over 25 years of spotless credit history.
1: Are you young people listening to what's being talked about today, the celebration of a man having good credit and what can be drawn from it? I mean, if this show is not inspiring, if this is not good enough for Black History Month, I don't know what is. To lock in, people, we are celebrating the celebrity Mr. 850 Jeff, the the husband, the provider, the perfect credit man. So stay tuned and we'll be back. Matt, take us to commercial.
3: This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories and art are a definite must see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com.
1: Welcome back to the show. Two black, sorry, three black guys with good credit today. And we have beside us, like I said, Mr. 850. Man, this show has been inspirational for me. It's been great to feel and just be around this this type of energy. Um, So let's get right into it. Derek, I know you couldn't wait to ask a few questions to Mr. 850. So what do you have for him? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Mr. 850. And I think you're
1: an apology. Like, yeah, listen, yeah, go, yeah. hey, go. Mr. 850,
2: I mean, I'm calling you that from here on out. You have earned the name. I concede you have earned the name. You are well worth the hype. Look, in my experience, idle credit is a waste, right? I, I've had a high credit score before and didn't use it. So that's why I'm so adamant on churning, flipping credit cards and using them for trips and anything else I can think of. So in my eyes, you have to flex your credit. In your opinion, what do you think about idle credit? Is that a thing to you? I mean, what what do you think about that?
3: Uh, idle credit is it's not part of my value right now. My value is to utilize the cards that I'm that I have that I've obtained and take those points. To do what you're doing, and that is to travel. So I already spend money on numerous things that uh, for day-to-day living. I also, things for my business, which affords me to build my points as well as to uh, to gain the uh, advantage of looking at how I can utilize those points with valued uh, stays at hotels and also free trips through the airlines.
1: Now, Mr. Eight Fifty. Now, we met about, maybe, was it two years now, maybe? A year and a half, two years? And before we met, you met, you had the perfect credit score, but you weren't playing the, the travel hustle as much until, you like you said, you started, you started listening to The Credit King. So before that, how were you leveraging this whole credit game? What were you using it for, mostly?
3: Well, a lot of the things I used credit in the beginning for was to just lower my expenses that credit bears on you. If you have a high credit card that, that's utilizing um, let's say 18 to 20 percent, you want to you know get that card down to 10 or if not zero for the time being. So I played that game in the beginning and that was the main thing that I utilized my credit for to just make sure that, the money that I'm spending was as least as possible because all my money has to go to work. I don't want it going to go into credit card companies through interest.
1: So just to break it down to people, you were just you were you were using credit to, to carry your debt at the cheapest rate possible. At the cheapest rate, if not at zero. Right. Got you.
2: I just wish people could see the smile on my face right now. You don't know how happy I am to hear you say these things. I talk to people all the time and they, they hear me talk about credit cards and they're like, I can't get into that. It's going to damage my credit. It's, it's going to do this. It's going to do that. And here we have prime example of someone who's leveraging their credit in a way that works for them. They've got a high credit score and they can use it for travel the same way. So it's not impossible. It's not out of reach. Anyone can do it.
4: Well, um, there's lots and lots of ways to leverage your credit. Um, I'm wondering, do you guys shop your insurance? Do you shop your insurances? Yeah, yeah. Because they say it's a very good idea to shop around. You can get better rates, um, especially for auto and home home coverage uh, when you have great credit.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. As, as, as someone who feels that in December, I'm lining up all the things that are negotiable, and they have to re-qualify to get my money.
4: Yeah. Because I now love
3: that. I'm not... As I told... As I told just recently, I went on a cruise, and I made a mistake. I signed up for AT&T's um, cruise package for my phone, and I went over the data limit to the tune of $600. Ouch. And, I, and I got home, and I saw the text. And I called them, and they says, uh, well, you have to talk to the international company, I mean, branch of us. And they all said there's nothing they can do. I spoke to the supervisor. There's nothing that they can do. But I had one last card up my sleeve. I went to the retention department, and I says, you know, I'm out of here. I am out of here. And the lady said, well, why are you out of here? I said, well, review my history. I pay on time. I'm never late. It's automatic. But I made a mistake. I'm not saying that what happened was all your fault. But we had a misunderstanding and a misinterpretation of what I was paying for. And because of that, I don't want to be charged it.
1: My man. They took the 600 Nice. Off. Now, you think if you had bad credit or bad history, they would have done that for you? No way. They
3: wouldn't have did that. All because the lady wrote it down as I said it and reviewed my record. And quite surely... They
1: They don't want to lose you. They don't want to lose you.
3: I have five lines connected to this account. So hopefully they felt that I was an added
1: uh, customer. I'm telling me, you, you right. have good credit, and you have to be, and I am, and I know, I know, I know Derek is, and I know you are. We are credit arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> you Got to be credit arrogant to get what muscle. you want. You got to be credit. Got to flex that. Muscle. You got to be credit boastful. Yeah. Uh, yeah you got to flex that muscle. I'm credit arrogant. Well, this is why I'm a added. I'm a avid
3: listener to. The show I learned from Sean. I listened to Derek and I, I listened to the lady with the facts.
1: And the cold hard stats. <laughs>
3: and the Son cold that. hard stats. And I said, wow, these people, these people that, are family. You
0: are family. What do you
4: mean? Um, okay. Well, I know you guys are already snagging those credit card bonuses. Those get no interest deals, right? That we do now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, Derek, you're in, right? Right. Oh
2: yeah! Oh, of course, of course. That's that's part of my brand. Okay, butter. but
4: how about this one? Do you um, have an H E L O C?
1: People that know it's a home equity line of credit, taking money out.
0: Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights. And business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Uh, Now, uh, you uh, want me to to answer my spin on that?
3: Sure. Okay. Well, you know, I've utilized that to hop from one house to the next. And uh, also, I use that to
4: fund my kids... Um, two of my kids' education. Make your money work for you. Exactly. And then how about lowering, just literally, as you said, flexing your and lowering your interest rates because you've got great credit.
3: Well, you know, my first loan was at 10%. My first interest, I mean, my first mortgage was at 10%. Uh, and I would refinance every time it dropped two points right
1: wow and you were able to do that
3: every time it dropped two points I would take money out and that's when I was at my peak of reading and not just reading for reading's sake but reading to apply folks you just don't gain knowledge you utilize that knowledge to make your life better so you can now fill that gap, whether it's the wealth gap, the opportunity gap, the pro- productivity gap in your life. You want to maximize that through utilization of information. And I took that information and I says, I can get a different house, get more rent, make everyone pay all this money back for me and still move forward
4: with saving for my retirement. Wow. I'm so inspired. It's got credit goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Now um with Great Critter, are you guys any of you guys applying for retailer credit cards? Like literally just signing up for that credit card to get the really great rate and then that maybe fifteen percent off if you're buying, say, furniture, for example.
1: I don't anymore. I just did that. I just I just bought new furniture for my living room and um I got a zero interest card from Joybird for the next twelve months and out West Elm as well too, so I put that bad boy on the card and I just make monthly installments. It took me five minutes in the, in, the, in the furniture store to get approved and the furniture is sitting in my house right now Hello. and it's at 0% yeah. interest. Looks beautiful, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Hey, you, didn't, you didn't tell me what you told me in studio? <laughs> no, no, we're supposed to be in NBC Studios right now, Fox Studios. That's supposed to be in my crib, Jeff. <laughs> One of the things I found,
3: though, is that um, I put a freeze on all my FICO all my, um, scores. So I'm unable to, unless I unfreeze it, I'm unable to go in the store and just open a card. So, due to the fact that I've been hacked once already, I've put a credit freeze on my accounts.
2: Gotcha. Well, well, Mr. 850, rumor has it that the cruise you talked about, you were working towards getting that for free using some of these points and miles. We we talked about it for other types of travel, but with the cruise, I mean, is that something you've been doing? You know, that's my arena. I want to learn as much as possible about what you're doing with that.
3: Well, uh, yeah, cruises are good for... For people who normally are the designated driver, whenever one goes out, because now you don't have to drive anywhere. Everything (laughs) is in one place. Never thought of it that way. So I was always... Oh, yes. I was always the designated driver for all the family events. So I couldn't really you know, lay back and have a good time. I always had to be cognitive of everything I did because I'm the one that's got to drive everyone home. So when I had the chance to try a cruise, I had no travel time because upstairs was where the party was, downstairs was where the food was, and once they hit shore, I was off to another excursion.
1: Wow. Well, you know, I, I, I'm i all you know, not to change courses, but, you know, when Dion and I decided to, Start teaching financial literacy, and we started doing this podcast. We wanted to like own the financial literacy market we We wanted to be the ones that are driving this knowledge out there because we just felt that nobody was doing it, and so many people in our community specifically was having bad credit and just getting into these situations which they had no understanding what they were getting into. So I always wonder you know maybe you 've been around just a, maybe a year or two longer than me. Do you think it's intentional that people are not taught how to use credit correctly, or is it just something that everybody's missing? I,
3: I think they—they just—it's so much they have to contend with with their daily life that most people are just over-absorbed with just trying to live, and they miss it. A lot of it goes over their head because of the distractions that are in front of them, whether it's the TV, the, the iPhone, the the reality shows. So when you hopefully present them with something, they can stop, take notice, and then slightly make adjustments that have a difference in their life. But other than that, if you speak a word, most, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of times it goes in one ear and it doesn't bear fruit because they've not taken enough time to understand how what you're saying is going to make a difference for them.
1: Do you think overall the system, like the banks, the financial lending institutions, insurance, you know, even the, educate, the schools and stuff, in, there's an intentional intent, intent not to really teach the common people, you know, good credit practices? Because obviously if everybody had good credit, everybody was doing good practices, a lot of these companies would be out of business. Oh, I
3: agree with you 100%. You think it's intentional? I think it's, it's very much intentional. The schools stopped teaching home economics, which gave you a, a brief view of what it's going to take when you leave home. <laughs> now, no one gives you that brief little window on what is it going to take, how you're going to buy the basic necessities, how you're going to pay for the basic necessities. The credit card companies, during the the, the crash of 2008, where the mortgage companies were having so many defaults that all the credit card companies now kicked into full gear and says, well, that market is slowing. Let's kick in the credit card market and the auto loan market and the student loan market to fully advertise that the benefits of having well or unused credit that's available to you for a bunch of consumeristic items. Which, to me, I don't I don't use my credit in terms of just, just going out and just spending money. I use it purposely, and it has to have a way to come back with a return for me, even if it's a credit card.
1: So what do you say by purposely? What does that mean when you use it purposely? Because a lot of people use credit, and I don't know if they're using it purposely. So what do you mean?
3: Well, here's the purpose of use. I buy a car. It's actually... Used mainly for business, I get a write off of it. So even though I'm not paying interest, I still get a write off for the gas, the insurance and all the mileage that I obtained on the vehicle. So that's purpose use of credit. I'm not just buying clothes for buying clothes sake. If I buy a suit or if I buy clothing, I buy it because I understand I'm going to use this at an event and wear it to show, you know, just to have a, a certain impression I want to make on people. That's an, that's a purpose use of... Um, of and how do you think people are using
1: it, if, if it's a word, unpurposely?
3: Oh, just look at what most people do. They, they buy... Um, many times they'll buy the latest and the greatest, uh, and they really can't afford an iPhone that's $1,000 when they can go get one that's maybe refurbished, more suitable, and they can take the difference and invest that where the money now is going to work for them.
1: So I guess what you're saying, you're not a credit abuser. You don't beat credit. Well, You credit. make lo- you love credit. You caress credit. You, you you become one. credit. You're not beating credit. You're not slapping credit in the face. You're not saying, yo, I'm going to use credit for today. You're making sure that when you're using credit, it's it's to your advantage.
3: Exactly. Because credit is neutral. It can be the worst thing to happen to you or it could be the best thing to happen. It's just like money. It can be the best thing or the worst thing. It's actually neutral. But how people plant things within your head for you to go out and utilize it puts you in a position where you can't Pay it all off at the same time where, you, where the month comes in, and now you build up that debt. And you know, you don't want to be on the side of debt where you're paying it, you want to be on the side where you're receiving interest.
4: And that's where we want to be compounding, right? We didn't even talk about that. We want to be compounding on that side,
1: exactly. Yeah. Compounding interest, yeah. I, I feel you, I, I feel you on that. I, I, you know, I was just as you guys are speaking, I was just thinking how different my world would look if I didn't have good credit. I mean. I wouldn't be sitting in his house today. I wouldn't be having the business that I run today. I wouldn't be teaching classes today. I mean, my identity would be totally different. I'd be a different person if I didn't have credit. It's a scary thought.
3: Yes, yes, I agree 100% with you, Sean. I mean, I look at where I would be in terms of, you know, qualifying for the multiple houses I've been able to walk in and just close on. The big, the big takeaway was when they looked at me, they saw one thing. But when they looked at what my did they store, see, my brother? When they looked at you, what did they, they see? Let's break it down. What did they look at? Look at what, they, what they, they see. Right. Was,
4: course, <laughs> <Yeah. mess>.
1: Hey, <laughs> man. I get that same feeling all the time, especially when I take my hat off. Or I whip my once I, I give my arrogant credit score, and I then take my hat off and whip my dreadlocks off. I say, "What? Yeah, what? I'm the, <laughs> the rusty man with the, with the high credit score. What you going <laughs> to do about it?
4: And just to remind people, you know, just how important. I mean, yes, we're we're making jokes here, and Sean's shaking his locks, but really and truly, um, credit will affect um, whether you're, you know, purchasing a car, or leasing an apartment, um, whether you get that new job, um, if you have to pay a security deposit when you're setting up utilities. All of these things can be directly impacted by your credit score.
1: Absolutely. Not to change course again, but there's so much I want the listeners to know about you, Mr. 850. You know, I I learned that, you know, what makes you unique again is that you have many buildings and you have your own business and so forth, and you do your own taxes, which is a scary thing for me to, th- to think about me doing my own taxes. Now, c- I commend you for that. Um, do you find there's any, like, relationship between, like, tax benefits as far as having good credit? Have you seen anything? Have you been to like, find anything?
3: Uh, absolutely. Uh, now, going back to me doing my own taxes, I have to credit. I have a brother. I have a late brother who's no longer, who's no longer with us who, who always told me, you can do your own taxes. He was an accountant. He would always say, just do it. Just do it. You don't need me. And start with it while it's simple and add the page as you grow, and you'll be able to do it. And now, he always emphasized, let me review <laughs> it before you submit it to make sure you didn't mess up. So as I as I went along and I bought real estate and I was able to um, add the benefits of utilizing credit in terms of, okay, now I can get this mortgage and I can see how this mortgage and the interest is going to benefit me when I do my taxes. So yeah, I think that um, as you go forward and you want to take control and that's the, that's the key word here is taking control um, my personal finance dealing with day-to-day spending my investing in real estate as well as stocks along with you know dealing with the tax issues that come along with that because I've always I've had people do my taxes for me and one of the things I realized is once they did it I would review it, and I'd say, there's still more meat on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I can get more out of this. I, I, I don't know why I let this guy do it. So I, I have someone that's a CPA who does review it. Mind you, I'm not out of helter-skelter. I have a CPA that does review my taxes, and that's the way I've been able to do it. And it's not for everyone, and, but, you know, it works for me.
2: No, that's good. You don't want people out here trying to claim multiple things that aren't there. I had a friend tell me he was trying to claim like eight kids or something. It was it was a mess. So Sean had quickly mentioned how much his life would change if he didn't have credit, his credit was low. I mean, Mr. 850, if you were Mr. 350 or Mr. 550, if your credit was at that point, how different do you think the world would be for you?
3: Uh, my wife would leave me.
1: Oh, shoot. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> yeah, you caught me off on that one. That's funny.
3: I would, I would be single now. <laughs> I, I would be literally single. Uh, but along with that, I, would, I, I probably would be living a month to month trying to pay rent and I would probably just be in a state of um, anger all the time because I'm paying high interest and I'm not getting anywhere way in my life.
1: That's so true. You know, it's, it's such a mental... I've seen so many people that have... Where their credit's messed up, or they just have bad finances, in it. and a lot of them are bitter and anger at the system and anger at what life has thrown them, and you know, and it's from simple decisions that put them. Not everybody, but some people just simple decisions. So you does it having good credit does create some, somewhat of a calming sense. The number one reason for for divorce is finance. So you know, yeah, yeah, was strong point there.
3: That is that is really the number one. reason. I would like
1: to anybody to write in that says you know I have great credit and my significant other has bad credit, but we're able to be happy. Most times it, it it's, it's it's mixing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy.
1: Yeah, it would irk me. So all those single 800 ladies hey, out hey. there, you know, <laughs> shout us out. <laughs> now, I, I
3: will, I will, I will want to add that when I do the class with Sean, one of the things I try to emphasize with the young men as well as the young ladies is that I once was a broke man. So I had a starting point. I had, I had little knowledge. I had little money. And I had no clue where I was going. Well, so that's... You know where many of our young people are today, and I was there. Unfortunately, I was able to network with people, and that's where financially clean comes in. You know, we you, you gather with the right energy and the right information, and you see how you can pick at the things that are holding you back and free yourself from the things that are not allowing you to prosper.
1: Well, I always say, once you're rich in mind, you'll never be broke. And I, I always remember this story that. There was a wealthy man that wanted to marry a poor lady. And the man asked the lady to marry, and the woman said, I can't marry you. And she said, and he said, why can't you marry? Because I'm afraid that you're just too wealthy for me, and then one day you'll just see that I'm not the one for you. And he said, well, if I gave away all my houses, gave away all my planes, gave away all my cars, would you marry me then? The lady thought about it, and she said, yes, I would marry you if you decided to become poor just like me. He said to her, "Well, you know, if if I do that, I'll be rich again because once I'm rich in mind, I'll never be poor." And it's, the lesson is, you know, he can lose everything and know how to regrow it again. Exactly. So it starts with the mind, people. It starts with the mind. With that being said, we're gonna mine our business here and take us to commercial. And Matt, please mine us to some sponsorship dollars. It's two black guys with good credit. We will be back.
4: We're back, and it is speed round time. It's yes, no, or a little bit more. Are you ready, Mr. 850? Yes, I am. All right. Ding, 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 ding. Sean, you're. Uh, Derek, you're up.
2: So, Mr. 850, I think you have the highest credit score of the four of us. I'm in the low eights because I keep opening uh-huh,
1: credit cards, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on. Of all four of us? Yeah, I'm just bugging. I think you have the highest score of all I four think, of I us. I think I'm that's just... clear. We don't call you Mr. <laughs> 850. <laughs> I'm credit arrogant people. I'm credit arrogant. I'm credit arrogant. Okay <laughs> So,
2: Mr. Eight Fifty, what advice would you give someone who's trying to build their credit? And this question is a little bit more
1: well if you're if you're in your
3: twenties, say twenty five to thirty, you need to get those first two to three cards under your belt. You can you can you can start with this with an intro card and then build from there and just utilize those cards for your everyday needs to save yourself money. Hopefully there'll be zero interest for one year and just make sure you make those payments on time.
1: Okay. Well, I can tell you when I was growing up, you know, having good credit was nothing that we strive for growing up in the projects or thought, it, thought that it was something that was important in our neighborhood or whatever. It was more like, you know, the daily survival. So what would you say to people that are living in lower income neighborhoods today? Why they should be striving for good credit?
3: Because a high interest is a, is a tax on you. Any interest at all is actually a tax on you. So you have to understand, first and foremost, that once you get a a credit card, that credit card has to do one of two things. It has to add value to your life, and it has to save you money as you spend it and utilize it. So if you get anything on sale, it's not on sale if you're going to pay interest on it. It's not a deal if you have to pay interest on it. So that's the first clue. Once you understand that, you have to first get the first card, develop the proper habits with it. And that will lead you on the road to getting the 750 to 780. And once you reach that 780, you pretty much have opened the door to be on the same level I am.
1: Amen. Amen.
4: Beautiful. <laughs> All right now, after a group dinner, mr. eight fifty, are you the one that says i 'll pay everyone you give me the cash to get the points uh,
3: I have to admit i i am i when it comes to my family and my extended family. I am the one who uh, will people will look at me and say, "Thanks, Dad, but um my kids are starting to step up the last two uh, meals we went to. They uh, Venmo'd me some uh, contribution towards the
1: meal. <laughs> okay, so let me extend it. So if Jeff, myself, and Derek were sitting having lunch, how's this bill getting paid? What are we doing?
3: Oh, uh, I'm with guys of my own level and my own. Um, you know, my heart goes out to you guys. So we're all going to chip in together, unless I let the one who has the most esteem. Uh...
1: What are we putting on a card? What if I? Are you giving me cash? So I can put it on my card. Well, are you going to um... gain the points?
3: You know, I can I can put it on my card and you guys can uh, share it. Nah,
1: nah, nah, you nah, nah. Share the See love. that? No, no, no. no. We <laughs> get separate <laughs> texts, separate <laughs> points.
3: <laughs> well, I know Derek. He's a master at using the points. He'll probably volunteer to pay, and then we'll just.
1: Delegate. Oh, he tried. He tried to get oh, that out. He tried him. to get me on me that one too, and I was like, "Hell no, no, no! I'm getting the points for this. I want the twenty points."
2: So. um... <laughs> Mr. 850, are there any tools that you use to help you with budgeting or paying your bills on time?
3: Well, uh, this, this society now, everything is done through your phone. Um, when I was, when before I was utilizing the internet, it was mainly just an um, old computer, uh, spreadsheet, uh, and uh, making sure I entered all the things that I was
1: using and
3: um, all the income I was receiving to get the basic understanding if I'm
1: willing or losing. You know, it's funny, it's not rocket science. I do the same thing. Black means I haven't paid it. Yellow means it's checks in the mail and green red means it's been paid, simple, color-coded.
4: All right, uh, Mr. 850, do you have credit cards in the freezer?
3: Oh, no, none of my cards are in the freezer. I keep my cards in a box where those that are just on hold because they're there for history and then I have the ones that are there for hotels and then I have those that are needed for flights. Wow.
4: So organized. Yes. after my <laughs> would Yes. What,
1: what would be the one thing you want our listeners to know regarding credit? What would be the one thing?
3: That it's not your friend, to be honest with you. It's, it's it's a tool, but it's you have to be of, of discipline and good habits to utilize it to your advantage. And they, the banks, understand that if they advertise enough, the masses will always be able to help them win. And we're here to help you and advertise in a way to help you win, because they're there to take advantage in terms of you spending twice as much for things that you buy. Our information is to help you save and make your money, empower you so you can utilize credit freely. Wonderful.
2: That's Trans- so, so along those lines, what age do you think you should get your first credit card? Let me,
3: let me say this clearly. Um, I don't encourage young people because their minds are pretty much not developed yet, but Many kids start off in college when they first get there. They have the free T-shirt, the, the cup, the coffee mug, whatever to sign up. And they're not really aware of what they're signing up for. Once they finish our class, then I would recommend financially clean. Then I can put my rubber stamp saying, it's okay. To get a card because now you have a little more savvy understanding and education. But most young men and most young women are not ready to deal with what comes next. And their eyes are big on everything that the card allows them to buy.
1: All right. And the last question. Are you a credit snob? Uh,
3: it depends. <laughs> yes, in some ways. No, in most cases. I, my heart goes out to all those because I've been there. I've, I've, I've made mistakes when I was younger, and I, I know what it feels like to not really do things the right way and not have the proper discipline. So, no, I'm not a credit snob. Only when I see people receiving information... And being stubborn about it, and then requesting some assistance from me, then I might be a
1: little snobbish. Well said. Well said. Well said.
4: All right. So that's the end of our speed round. Thank you so much.
1: I think I don't know this one was speed. Let's just call this one a round. I don't know (laughs) it was speed, but hey. Yes. The message was strong.
4: Lots of info to share.
1: Well, we had a. I wouldn't call it speed round. We had a moderate, well-educated, you know, walk down the hill round. So with that being said, we're going to go to commercial. We're going to do our takeaways and giveaways. So people, stay tuned, lock yourself in. It's two black, sorry, three black guys with good credit today. Um, Matt, take us to commercial.
4: Hello, world. It's the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold, hard facts. But for those who don't know, I'm also the founder of Live Your Best Life For You Professional Services. I work with moms, women in transition, that are maybe looking for a new career, new relationship, new purpose, but are feeling kinda stuck. Well, as a life and leadership coach and wardrobe stylist, we will work together to have you living your best life for you from the inside out. Hit me up at Dion D-I-O-N-N-E, at LiveYourBestLifeForYou.com.
1: Welcome back to Two Black Guys With Good Credit. Well, Mr. 850, Jeff, my brother from another mother, I thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been great, insightful as always. I hope, and I know our listeners got a lot out of you today and inspired that they can yes. become Mr. or Mrs. 850 as well. He's, he's married, people. I meant you can be Mr. 850 <laughs> and Miss 850 and old will not with him on your own. So, Jeff, anyone is, any departing words? Please tell us, everybody, how they can get in touch with you and so forth and, you know, anything you want to leave for the good people. Okay, yes, you could reach me at Instagram at Mr. 850 That's mister
3: 850 NYC. That's M I S T E R eight fifty NYC, Twitter at Mr. Eight Fifty NYC, again M I S T E R, and Google, Mr. Eight Fifty Eight Um sorry, Mr. Eight Fifty NYC at gmail.com.
4: And uh, for uh, free resources if you want to stay on top of your credit score, uh, Uh, You can always go to creditscorecard.com. There's also freecreditreport.com. Your bank may also offer this service for free as well. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be checking your your, uh, credit score, if not uh, quarterly, daily. And with that said, I'm always going to tell you to please email us your questions to tbgwgc at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at two black guys good credit and don't forget to leave us a five star review to make it easier for others to find us. Like Chuck Gibb who said, First off, I love the vibe and friendly conversational tone. They provide real world advice with engaging action items, a must for the upcoming and up and coming investor as while a seasoned professional, I guess I'm somewhere in between. Well, thank you, Chuck Gibb. That is what we strive for. And with that said, my name is Dion, the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold, hard facts. Happy Black History Month.
2: Getting that perfect credit score is easier than you think. Take it from our guest, Mr. 850, a black guy with excellent credit. It's a pleasure having you on today. And everyone, remember, when opportunity knocks, make sure you're there to answer the door. I'm Derek Poe, the credit king, a.k.a. the younger half of the two black guys with good credit. Sign it off.
1: Well, my takeaway is, you know, like I said, it's Black History Month, people. And I wanted to celebrate black excellence in a way that people don't normally celebrate it. And I think bringing my good friend in, Jeff, to show that, hey, there's things that we can achieve individually and how this individual achievement can affect others all around him in a positive way, uplift his family, uplift his friends, and I he's able to pass this knowledge on. So I want everybody to take in and celebrate something, the achievements of Jeff, and hopefully you can be inspired to strive to be Mr. or Mrs. 850 yourself, because it's all within. And I don't care how old you are, how young, or how bad your credit is. It's all within. And if you can see, not only does good credit give you all these great things, but it also uplifts the people around you in the community. So that's what I'm saying. I'm Sean Linda, the better half of three black guys with the better third of three black guys with good credit. And I'm out. Keep your money where it belongs in your damn pocket, people. Later. Hello, good people. This is Sean from Two Black Guys with Good Credit. First of all, thank you so much for listening to our show. I truly, truly appreciate you guys listening in. Guess what? I have some exciting news for you guys. Back by popular demand is our free, free, that's right, free financial literacy series. We're back at it. We're back at it again, teaching free financial literacy, commencing February 7th. That's right, February 7th. And we have partnered this time with Microsoft. Yep, Microsoft. So the first class will be at their flagship store, which is 677 Fifth Avenue, New York, New York. And then commencing after that from every Tuesday, from February 12th to April 9th, that's two days before my birthday, which is April 11th. So shout me out if you want to on April 11th. No, that'd be great. We'll be teaching at the Galvanize, which is 303 Spring Street, New York, New York. I know what you're thinking. Some of you guys, unfortunately, may not be able to make it to Manhattan for all the classes. Some of the classes or none of the classes. So what we've done this time, we were able to live stream the classes. That's right, live stream the classes. So wherever, whatever part of the world you're living in, you can still get these key financial literacy c- classes. But all you have to do, people, is simply RSVP because seating and space is limited. It's RSVP at Live Financially Clean dot splash that dot com once again live financially clean dot splash that dot com so i'm sean linda once again i hope to see you all there physically but if you can't be there then please tune in and listen in on the live stream thank you guys once again for listening to the show and happy finance to you and keep your money where it belongs in your damn pocket i'm out
0: Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.